Who did you grow up wanting to play for? Um, believe it or not, I wanted to play for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, that was my favorite team growing up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I was a big Vince Carter fan. I just liked their jerseys, to be honest. And, you know, that was a new team when I was growing up, so I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, I'm sure that they would love to have had you. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. And just like that, we return. Welcome to the return of the South of the Six podcast. And holy shit, do we have a lot to talk about. Mainly... We need to discuss what I'm doing here, what we are doing here, why this show is returning, not that I hope anyone is complaining about it, um, and we got to talk about Kevin Durant, <laughs> possibly coming to the Toronto Raptors, but let's get rid of the, uh, let's get the, I wouldn't say the not important stuff out of the way, but let's just get the, the obvious elephant in the room out of the way. Let's talk about why we're doing this. So, the last I spoke to you guys, I want to say it was late 2020, right in the height of the Rona. And I had a toddler turning two, or just turned two. Uh, this is This is out in the open, so I can put it out there. My wife suffered a miscarriage, so that was rough on her. Uh, I was just beginning to... I should say it was rough on us. Um, I was just beginning to start to work remotely. Work demand was getting... Well, it was increasing. So it was really, really hard to juggle this show and all my at-home responsibilities at the same time. My primary responsibilities, I should say. Now that the Rona's pretty much fading at least I like to think so um and now that I've gotten a grip on remote uh working I would rather do that (laughs) all the time um and now that my child my oldest child is a little bit more independent even though we still have a newborn uh that's baby number two still a girl dag girl dag girl dad hashtag girl dad um I feel like I'm able to do this, but it's important to me that I don't get burnt out. It's important to me that I'm not burning the candle on both ends because not to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but in the height of the show, it just got it got way too big for just me to handle. So I'm not going to do this alone. And if you peep the Twitter profile, you already know who's going to co-host the show with me. If you peep the interactions on Twitter, you probably already know who's going to co-host the show with me. But henceforth, Connor Chambers is going to co-host the show with me. So Connor, you can you can enter the chat. <laughs> There's no other way. There's no other way to enter the chat. I agree. Um that was that sounded like you did that take 10 times. 
No, that was off the cuff. Like one one take wonder. One take. I said still, I said girl dag. <laughs> yeah, well, girl dag, girl dad, whatever. Same thing. Everyone knows. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, I'm I'm really happy to be part of the show uh, as co-host South of the Six podcast. We were we've been discussing this for what Adam now like a year about a year yeah yeah and uh, when you had stopped south of the six you kind of came to me and I was you know I was one of the first people to know you said hey I'm you know I, I might come back to this one day but it's not the time right now there's too much going on I can't handle it and I said okay well when you do let me know the timing of us coming back. Was not planned to be in arguably the craziest free agency period of Raptors history. Sounds like low hanging fruit, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It sounds like we looked at this and we were like, all right, this is the plan. <laughs> we planned this out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I think I think the fact that this is it's it's a I think it's a sign for us that we've picked the right time like we had we had you know coloco and Otto porter jr and thaddeus young and chris boucher on the on the docket and then kevin durant enters the chat <laughs> wildly very, very incredibly wildly um i i don't i don't even know where to start and and i think i think that you obviously a man of many words would but to me, that we we are sitting on a monumental franchise-altering period of the Toronto Raptors, one way or the other. They have to decide what they want to do. They have to decide if it's Kevin Durant or if it's Scotty Barnes. I don't think so, but I don't want to bury the lead. Um, before we we dive headfirst into Kevin Durant. Um, I do want to echo the sentiments that I am happy that you and I are doing this together. Um, I think... As am I. I think back <laughs> to when um, you first emailed me when I was doing this show. And out of the blue, you're like, hey, I want to I wanna know if you need any guests on the show. I'm always available. I said, yo, just pop on. <laughs> just fucking do this. <laughs> and uh, I, I'd say instant chemistry. And I think the 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 listeners would attest to that. I hope they would. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. And uh, I've never told you this. I've never mentioned this. I've never mentioned this on the show. But I knew you were a real one. And uh, I don't even know if you remember. But back in 2018, um, so my child was born, and then a week later, my dad died. And I just, I didn't want to talk about it on Twitter. So I just, I think I put out a tweet that said, rest in peace, dad, or whatever. And this is not a shot at anyone. You were one of the only people to text me and be like, I saw your tweet. I just want to know, let you know I'm here for you. And I was like, that's a real one. That's a fucking real one. And because I, 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 maybe it just got buried in the minutia. Because you got to understand this was right at the end of, the playoffs in 18 going into free agency. So there was, there was a lot going on, but that meant the world to me. So you're a real, one. that's I, you've never told me that I didn't. Uh, that's, that's crazy. I, I, I actually like, like, I, I'm not, I'm not getting emotional, but that's like, I, I appreciate that. You of know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, like, I, I can only imagine what someone was feeling like in, in that moment. And you probably want somebody to, to reach out, right? And I remember exactly where I was when I, when I reached out to you. I was on the GO train, and I was going into Toronto at the time when I reached out to you. So I, I actually remember exactly that moment. So um, very, uh, very cool that that you sort of, you know, recognize that and, and hang on to that. But um, there's nobody I would rather get back into podcasting with than you. And that's basically what I'd said. I'm like, look, I can't do this on my own. I don't think you can do this on your own, even though I think you could. But um, time commitments for us both were, were just far too and beyond and I, I think it just you, like you said instant chemistry i think it makes the most sense we have yeah. our we have takes that we agree with and then we have takes that we disagree with and and i think that's what i think that's what makes this show genuine and it always felt that way when we were on together whether it was just you and i or with you and i and other people um we always sort of had that back and forth but at the end of it we were always like all right so sick like let's uh what are we doing next week like what's what's the topic for next week so carrying over now into this season i i'm i'm really excited and i think we need to let the viewers know like this isn't just a um an off-season kind of quick appearance like this is this is the full return of south of the six podcast um co-hosted by adam and connor it's it's gonna be we're gonna be back for the season and uh unbelievable time to be yeah. involved in this yeah i agree and uh to speak more on that before we get into the kd crisis here um i do want to say that the plan is the plan is i'm probably or we are probably not going to be producing weekly content if it calls for it we certainly will make the time um we're looking to do this about every other week um to get some content out if we can do more we'll roll with more but i don't want to burn each other out um, so we'll see. Um, we'll fly. We'll fly by. But I think I think biweekly is fair to sort of expect from this podcast. But you know, if if we're in a really we're in a serious time trade deadline, you know, what whatever, then in season or playoffs or something like that, then you know it probably ramps up to more than biweekly. But it's it's uh, free flowing. Yeah, <laughs> if the Raptors sign or trade for Kevin Durant tomorrow. Expect another episode. We're doing this tomorrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, I, I, last thing I want to say about this. Um, I know it's kind of weird. Connor is from Toronto. This show is called South of the Six. I'm keeping the name, and I'm keeping the address, and I'm keeping the RSS feed only because it's just easier, and there's history there. Especially if you want to dig into the archives and listen to episodes with Connor and I, they're there. Um, and uh, I know it's kind of weird. But I just, you know, just for namesake. I don't think it's weird. All right. All right. Well, no. I'm south of you. How's that? Not not just because you're 6'4", and I'm <laughs> I am not 6'4". I'm merely 5'9". Um, you're not. You're 5'10". Fi- you're don't um, do yourself like right, that. Well, 5'9 and 3 quarters. But, you Cindy know, no, probably, no. Cindy, Cindy will say you're 6 feet. Don't worry about it. That, that's cool. No, she won't. <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> she will do no such thing. All right. Uh, 10 minutes into this, let's get into the Kevin Durant talk. So... It's been wild. It's been a wild week. Free agency itself, even without the Kevin Durant trade possibility, has been wild. And kind of expectedly, the Raptors 
at least, you know, prior to the Kevin Durant thing, didn't do much at first. I think the first news that dropped in terms of the relation to the Toronto Raptors was a Chris Boucher re-signing, which I'm cool with. Uh, I like continuity. I like seeing players growing up into the system and blossoming. And I do think Chris Boucher has a lot more to prove. And I do also think that there was some significant changes and improvements in his game in the second half of the season, much like Precious Achua, but probably not to the same leap. Um, they both had their their fair share of improvements and that you can measure, but I, I just like the the con- continuity in that regard. Then the news broke that Otto Porter Jr. has signed with the Toronto Raptors, and before we get into the Kevin Durant possibilities, I want to just sit on this for a minute, and again, we'll go over these things in a little bit more detail as the episodes progress later on in the offseason, but... In your opinion, I'm trying to rack my brain around this. Is this the most significant signing since Damari Carroll? That somebody hasn't that played stuff. for the Raptors before. Yeah, somebody brought this up on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. I, I saw it come through and it was like, is this the greatest free agent signing of Masai Ujiri's career? Assuming Ooh. the, the uh, of, of Toronto, pardon me. Like, not I'm not including Denver. Okay. But... Um, and arguably, like, I, I mean, arguably, yes, like we, we don't sign free agents often. Mm-hmm. We retain our own free agents, which is different, but like what you were saying, free agents that are new to Toronto, it doesn't really happen. I think that Otto Porter fills a massive need for this team. A guy that can either start for you or come off the bench starting depending on if there's injury concern or not, right? He has the ability to start for you, but in an ideal world, an ideal situation, he's coming off the bench and he's filling a a need of shooting. This team lacked shooting. It was anybody that watched the Raptors at any point last year saw the bricks that they were throwing up. There's some bricklayers on this team. Oh, yeah. And I think that I think that they filled a massive need. This this player also brings a huge, a huge championship winning mentality pedigree to a team that is frankly has winners still from the 2019 run. Right, like the the core of the team is still winners. You add another guy in there that knows how to win. I think that only increases their hunger and desire to do it again. And people are going to start holding themselves accountable to that level of championship standard um i think that he fits a lot of boxes he checks a lot of boxes for the toronto raptors his wife is from here mm-hmm. uh i my my buddy so the wife of Otto porter is actually my buddy's um good friend who he grew up with so uh he said that she had zero influence in him coming to toronto which i don't necessarily know if i buy that you see that my face be, right now I yeah guess. that might just be pr but um, you know, I'm sure it did. Of course it did. Uh, <laughs> he I'm said sure, so. I'm sure it, I'm sure it did. Uh, and it's hey, shout out to Natalie. If you're if you're listening to this, Natalie, thank you very much for getting Otto Porter Jr. the Toronto Raptors. Cheers to that. <laughs> thank you so much, Natalie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I don't know about you, Adam. I think that if it's a, a huge need for this team in the current state that's in. Yeah, I don't. I- I don't have an issue with it at all. Um, it's essentially, what is it? A, a, it is on paper a two-year deal, but it's essentially a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, 
I think he's only going to hang around for one year. And if it works out and he decides to stay, cool. I don't have an issue with it at all. The money's cheap. What is it? Uh, 12.6? Yeah, six a year. I yeah, think something like that. It's whatever. Um, keeping that low in the event that we have to bring KD over. I mean, keeps us under the tax line. That's good. Yeah, um, I like the experience, especially just coming off a championship team. I mean, I don't know how eager he was to leave. And you have to have the question in the back of your mind whether or not Golden State wanted him back. But it's not like he played insignificant minutes in the in the finals, right? He he did have a pretty I wouldn't say a huge role, but he was definitely a role player in the in the Warriors championship aspirations and ultimate victory. Um, so in that regard, you know, having these vets, especially with Thaddeus Young, that is uh, it, it's a good thing to have. You know, it reminds me of uh, maybe not to the same degree in terms of the 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 ability to shoot the three, but it's almost Danny Green esque having him on the team in terms of the influence and the championship pedigree. So I'm for it. There's some history there too with when he played with with uh, Washington with Demar in the in the playoffs. But I, I mean, that's what seven years ago now. So who cares? Um, water water under a bridge that's yeah, falling apart. Yeah, I mean there. Uh, so I, I, I bring all these things up, you know, I, especially I wanted to harp on the the whole, is this the biggest signing that the Raptors have made in terms of a free agent that has never played for the team before? Because this is the recipe that the Raptors typically utilize to build a team. It's draft and develop, and they do that very well. They do that better than almost anybody. So drafting and developing as well as trading. Because I don't think Masai makes any bones about it. It is difficult to have free agents come to Toronto. It's not like people are knocking on the door yet to come to Toronto um, and play with the squad that we have. That's not a, a, a knock on the squad. That's nothing. That's not disparaging at all the talents that the team has. It's just not a destination for, for most free agents, if not all. Um, high-profile ones, I mean. So, with that recipe comes the ability to flip assets for superstars. We saw this with Kawhi Leonard. Now we may be seeing it with Kevin Durant. And once these rumors, it, it was sort of like a slow crescendo that you heard that the Raptors were involved. And in the back of my mind, initially I'm saying, of course the quote Raptors are involved. Every team should be involved in this right now. Every team should have interest. Anytime I hear from any source, Sham, Woj, anybody, oh, this team has interest. That doesn't, sure, awesome. Every, what does that mean? What is, I don't even know. Hey, it means it means they got interest. <laughs> it means <laughs> this would be a good idea. <laughs> That's it. Hey. That's it. And someone. What, what about we talked about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> So we have interest. Yeah, yes. Someone, someone leaks to, to Woj. Oh, they have interest. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, there was a slow crescendo to don't, from Woj especially. He's keeping it very, very like in there in every audio and video interview that he does. Don't discount the Raptors. And the last time I heard this, there, actually there was two times that really called to mind this, was the Kawhi trade and Kawhi to the Clippers. Everybody had said it's either coming down to the Lakers or the Raptors when it came to Kawhi. And the Clippers were just sort of slipping underneath. 
And then they ultimately came out victorious in signing Kawhi. Are we seeing the same sort of pattern right here? What do you think? What What is your take? You can be as broad or as detailed as possible when it comes to the Raptors pursuing Kevin Durant. First of all, I guess I should ask, do you think they are pursuing Kevin Durant? I do. Okay. I do. Um, and and I, think, I think that, look, they're offering a package that Brooklyn's not satisfied with, clearly. Brooklyn is telling them, you know, we want Scotty Barnes, and they're saying no, as they should. I don't think Scotty Barnes should be traded for any single player in this league. He's His ceiling is too high. However, if you're not going to trade Scotty Barnes, this, this does change your window a bit. So you do have to be careful with the pieces that you trade, right? Um, if you start trading away, you know, your entire future and then leaving Scotty Barnes, it doesn't really maximize Scotty Barnes, if that makes sense. Sure. I, I think that the Raptors are pursuing. I think that, you know, the Raptors are the proverbial down in the lower level of the, of the offer in Brooklyn. You know, we heard rumors today that Brooklyn had asked Minnesota for Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns and four first round picks for Kevin Durant. So that would be the equivalent of them asking for Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and four first-round picks. I'm not. I don't know if the salaries match on that. I'm just uh, slotting match. names to names, right? For sure. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just slotting names to names in that hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. It, that would like that would never happen, like ever, <laughs> never happen. So there, they, they, Brooklyn has more power, I think, than people realize in this situation because Kevin Durant's under contract for such an extensive period of time with them for another four years, which makes him a more desirable asset because you actually understand that Kevin Durant's going to stick around. Whereas with Kawhi Leonard, that was a mercenary gun for hire, got you your ship and and I'm out of here. So I think that Brooklyn is content. And from what I've heard and from what I've seen, I think they're content with rolling into training camp with a disgruntled Kevin Durant because they're probably going to trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is going to then look at the team and be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like this team reeks. And oh, congratulations! You picked up T.J. Warren. Well done. Yeah, I'm all for this team. Woohoo! Yeah. It's beautiful. So he's he's not he's not going to want to stick around. But Brooklyn's like, we got you under contract for this long. We want what we want. Um, both sides are going to try to fight to make it difficult. I think for the other to hold their position. And ultimately, the the Nets will have to come down and asking price, but. I do think that the Raptors are pursuing and ultimately this conversation may be changing by Saturday or Sunday, depending on what Indiana does with DeAndre. Yes. Yeah, so Saturday's July 9th. That is a huge deadline uh, for Aiden and what he does, or I should say what the Pacers do um, is going to be hugely influential as to the the future, at least ostensibly, uh, of Kevin Durant. Um, so I wanna I wanna touch on a few things. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You're gonna you're gonna hear me flip flop a lot during the show. Uh, that's because mostly I haven't truly made up my mind yet as to what I want to do when it comes to KD. But there's a lot of emphasis on Scotty Barnes. And I understand, right? Scotty Barnes represents, and I think this is why Masai, if he is so hard-pressed to 
to trade Scotty Barnes or if he is considered untouchable, which I don't necessarily think he isn't. In other words, I do think Masai probably thinks he's untouchable. People like to look at the the progression of talent, what's there. You know, he was a lottery pick for us. Um, he performed very well his rookie of the year. Obviously, rookie, he was the rookie of the year. Um, There's not much better. No, no, especially with that class. But I think what people, I don't want to say are ignoring, but aren't really calling to mind or at least talking about is a big reason why I think Masai wants to keep him is because of the intangibles. This is Masai's ultimate middle finger. This is Masai's ultimate, I knew better than all of you because all of you wanted Suggs, myself included, you too. Yes, all of you wanted Suggs. Nobody had Scotty Barnes at four. Nobody. I may, I may, I may or may not have been disappointed with the selection of Scotty Barnes. Anymore. I will not reveal the receipts. Nobody <laughs> was, was thinking Scotty Barnes at four to Toronto. Everybody had Suggs. Everybody. And this team, this front office rather, knew what they wanted, knew what they saw, and saw things that we did not. That is proof of evaluation of talent. That is proof of having an upper tier, if not the top tier in scouting in the NBA. They might have proven that they are the best scouts and talent evaluators in the whole association. And I think that's why. That I shouldn't say that's the reason, but that is a big reason why Masai is saying, you're not taking him away from me. Because that represents everything that's going on between the ears up here that nobody else has in this league except for me. So, that being said, everybody thinks Scotty Barnes is untouchable. Maybe he is. But I ask you, last year, okay, before the season started, heading into the offseason, would you have traded LaMelo Ball for Kevin Durant? It's a really good question. Rookie of the year. It's a really good question. I'm not done. Ja Morant, sure. I wouldn't have pulled the trigger. I would have keep Ja, of course. Luca, I'd keep I'd keep Luca for sure. Ben Simmons? All day I'd trade Ben Simmons. Malcolm Brogdon? Trading Malcolm Brogdon. Carl Anthony Towns? Might be a tough decision, but I think I'd lean yes. I think I would for Kevin Durant. Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins? You bet your ass I would. <laughs> Michael Carter Williams? Fuck yeah, I would. Damian oh, I know Lillard? Where you're going with this. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I think I would. And Kyrie Irving? Fuck yeah, I would. That's <laughs> 10 years of Rookie of the Years. You had that one in the chamber, didn't you? 10 years of Rookie of the Years. Now, I'm not saying Scotty Barnes isn't talented. I'm not saying he can't be like a Ja Morant or like a Luka Doncic. He could be. I hope he is, if he's still in the Raptors jersey. I hope he is. But do we know? Do we know for sure? I think that the the people that know the most about Scotty Barnes are Masai, Bobby Webster, yes. Nick Nurse, that entire front office coaching staff and management. They knew him better than anybody coming out of the draft. Yeah. 
I think that there's also an important factor here that we haven't touched on and I think kind of flew under the radar today. Um, the Toronto Raptors brought on Rico Hines. Mm-hmm. Yes. To their staff. For those that don't know, Rico Hines is the man that put Pascal on a different planet from where he was. MIP. Yeah. Yeah. Rico Hines, you can, you know, uh, again, it's Pascal's doing Pascal work, but you can attribute a lot of that development to Rico Hines. I don't, I think that that move signifies a belief in Toronto that they can develop future MIPs with the utilization of Rico Hines. Now, I'm not here. I'm not sitting here saying that the the hiring of Rico Hines means that Scotty Barnes is, is safe and you know and Gary Trent Jr. is safe and whoever. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But I think that there's an emphasis here on building something. And you can, and you you even talked about it, right? They draft, they develop, and they trade. I think it would be very much against Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, Teresa Rash, and that entire front office to flip Scotty Barnes, Rookie of the Year, a developmental gem in a trade package for Kevin Durant. Because if you're trading Scotty Barnes, you also have to include salary because the salaries have to match. 100%. To, to an extent, obviously. For, for those that are a little bit more casual viewers, every trade has to have salaries matching to an extent. Um, and then also has to keep both teams within a certain level for the cap. Mm-hmm. The if Scotty's included in a trade, that basically means you know it's Pascal or like OG Gary Trent Jr. that type of deal. Once you get to that level, I'm just uh, I'm not I'm not even I'm not even comfortable with that. Like I might be persuaded, and I'm not there. But if you present me with a serious argument which you've tried to do but i still haven't been sold yet do you want me on, to put this on scotty on scotty barnes for kevin durant straight up in a world if that was possible i still don't know if i do that i'll put it in the machine right now yeah mm-hmm. I, I so probably... okay even this fails pascal gary og barnes fails because we would need to acquire more Nets are over the luxury. All right, so let's okay, see. okay, so okay, so get rid of like okay, so get rid of Pascal in that equation, right? That would be fine then, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's successful. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yes, it's successful, but it's too much. It's too much. Um, you're left with you're not left with much. Like in that in that situation, you're left with Fred VanVleet. Um, Pascal, um, Pascal, Kevin Durant, Precious, uh, Otto Porter maybe slides in there. Like, unless you want to, unless you want to have Boucher at the, like, I don't know. You, you you can run that starting lineup a, a few different ways with the pieces that we have, but that's I don't. And and from all the reports that I've heard about Kevin Durant wanting to be with at least two All Star level players, this doesn't line up. I just don't. I, I to me, I view Scotty Barnes as an All Star caliber talent. Um, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be an All Star next year, but the year after next, it's very likely that Scotty Barnes can get into the All Star conversation. I think he'll be there next year. I, I I have no doubt. Like I mean, I mean, I I, I wouldn't surprise me, right? I wouldn't bank on it, but it wouldn't surprise me. 
So he's considered to me an all-star level talent. So, you know, if you ship out, if you have that package that I know people have mocked OG, Gary Trent Jr. um, And like three or four first round picks or something like that. Right. Then you're left with Fred Van Vliet. You're left with four all-stars. Fred Van Vliet, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Brown. Yes. Current or former all-stars. Right. Precious at you at the five. Mm -hmm. That's, pretty good that's very like good. that's that's very good and and to me i think that i think that scotty barnes presents something that the raptors haven't seen in a while where this developmental curve hits a lot earlier than people expect like you were saying you think he could be an all-star this year mm-hmm. right and i think he can too so why and and i just i just don't know if I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant. That's it's a no go. That's the only. That's the only player I wouldn't consider in a trade package. And I think if the Raptors even had an inkling that, or even had a remote possibility that they would include him, this this would be a done deal. Mm. That's how I view it. I agree. I think, yeah, Kevin Durant would be a Raptor right now. Yeah. Um. Or at least there would would have been a trade done. Um. We'll get to that in a minute. But I do think that. I, I, let me walk this back. I don't want to get it twisted. I don't think Scotty Barnes ought to be traded. All I'm saying to you is rookie of the year alone is not enough for me sure. not to trade him. There sure. has to be other things. And I do think the evaluation of talent that we credit Masai Ujiri for having and being that Scotty Barnes represents the ultimate brainchild of Masai Ujiri and this front office that is a big reason why you don't trade him. And it's a big reason why we ought to trust why Masai is saying if he is, which I think he is, no, Scotty Bar- Barnes is untouchable. He's not going anywhere. So in that regard, when you tier the players, right? So right now, ultimately, Scotty Barnes is the only untouchable on the Raptors in this trade for Kevin Durant. Do you agree or no? Do you slide in? Okay, so Siakam's on the table. Yeah, for me. Well, how do you have two, I guess, with Scotty and Fred Van Vliet Mm -hmm. for two other all-stars? OG OG is not all-star. He's not. But he provides you with a level that's, you know, the tier below an all-star at this current position, at this current point in time. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is still a bucket getter, maybe a little bit inconsistent at times. But I think if you, if you have the inclusion of Kevin Durant, um, that doesn't really matter because Kevin Durant's going to be the primary, the primary scorer on this team. You, you assume Scotty Barnes takes a step forward in the scoring. Like, I just, I just think that Pascal becomes and. Like if you're trading him for for Kevin Durant straight up with picks and whatever, I, I I think you you do that any day of the week. I just don't know if Pascal Siakam can be a number one option on a championship winning team. Not to say that I don't think that Pascal Siakam is a great player. I think Pascal Siakam is a fantastic player and a player that every championship team should aspire to have. But I would say that about Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was never number one. I agree. So. And and that's and that's and that's fine. Yeah. Pascal Siakam is a max player in this league. He is he is an all-star level player. Uh he provides a lot to the Toronto Raptors on offense and on defense. 
but you trade him for Kevin Durant. It's it's the same it's the same thing as Demar Derozan, right? It's like Demar Derozan did was a lot for Toronto, all star level player, did a lot for the team. Trading for Kawhi Leonard a hundred times out of hundred, as much as it hurts. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where I sort of lean on on Pascal, and I know you're I know you're in agreement with it, so I won't ramble on too much, but um. I just think that Scotty Barnes can get to a level that I envision him being MVP candidate within the next three, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't, I just don't know if you, if you do that and, and, and I trust in the vision that this, like Masai was talking about, this is going to take a few years. This has, you know, he was saying this is going to be painful, whatever I, I, yeah, well, so much for that. They're making, they're making the playoffs, and they're doing a pretty good job in being entertaining. Um, they've got great pieces around here, and I, I just I think that they still have a vision board here of what they want to do, and I don't think that they go out and get Durant without sacrificing a massive amount of that vision board to do it. That's that's sort of where I stand. I don't know that that's necessarily true, just given the state of the market, right? Especially, yeah, I, don't, I don't want to hear about Rudy Gobert. That that guy, that guy, that guy reeks. I do not like Rudy Gobert. That guy stinks. And that what what for four, five first round picks, four or five? I think it was five. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know. Are you kidding me? Danny Ainge loved that dude loves his picks, but he'll never do anything with them. But like that guy, <laughs> that guy loves his picks, man. And he finessed Minnesota. Like that might have been this is the Brooklyn. biggest. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Brooklyn trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, so I do think that Raptors fans, and maybe this is not dissimilar to other fans out there of different teams. But I find that Raptors fans in particular, and I'm guilty of this too, um, we get really attached, especially to the homegrown talent, right? You know, the the thought to some of trading away OG Ananobi really guts them, right? The thought of trading Pascal Siakam to some people right now, listening to the show, they are shaking their heads. Absolutely not. And I get it. But it's Kevin Durant. That's the thing. (laughs) It's Kevin Durant. And I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear, oh, he's a guy that walks out on his team. What if he requests a trade? Dude, you want to know how many times Kevin Durant has requested a trade? Once. And we're living it now. Every other contract he's gone through, he's played out. This is a unique situation with a trash organization with Steve Nash as the head coach, right? That organization is in shambles right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, they're no they're no New York Knicks, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> same state, though. Same state, right? Yeah. You know, so I understand. And don't give me this attitude problem. Like, really, I I know it's fun with the burner accounts. I get it. It's funny. You know, he he's probably got a, an ego problem when it comes to people criticizing him or whatever. If he does have burner accounts, I don't even know if that was confirmed. Maybe it was. I don't even care. Neither do I. What evidence can you, anybody point to that says Kevin Durant is a piece of shit? 
Kevin Durant is a bad locker room president. Kevin Durant is a bad leader. Where? I think you show great leadership when you went after Draymond Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know my thoughts on Draymond. I, I vastly overrated. But yeah. where, where is it? This I, I see these tweets. Oh, I don't want him killing the culture of the Raptors. Again. Yeah. Masai they're talking, they're talking knows- like this guy's like Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Or Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, Masai Ujiri knows better than all of us. Scotty Barnes is proof of that. We all wanted Suggs. If Masai Ujiri thinks Kevin Durant, if Masai Ujiri makes this trade, it's because he knows Kevin Durant is going to play for this team. Do you think he made that trade for Kawhi without knowing? Which, uh, I hope he comes. <laughs> I hope he shows up. That doesn't <laughs> Calls him happen. Up. So, you interested yeah. or what? <laughs> you know, no. This is someone that is very systematic, non-reactionary, calculated, smart. So, if there is a trade that involves a Gary Trent Jr., an OG Ananobi, couple picks, maybe three, four, and if you have to finesse it just to beat an offer... Throwing, I don't know, Kem, Precious maybe, because he's younger. Flynn. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> He'll push the needle. If you're able to do it, I understand the pain, quote unquote, or the, you know, the the, the remorse that fans are going to have to see, particularly OG and Anobi go, because, you know, I, I don't know that people are that attached to Gary Trent Jr. with the exception of our buddy Rich, <laughs> but. Um, Rich and females of Raptors Nation that oh, love like Gary Trent Jr. Lenny Kravitz, man. He looks like Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Um, I I say just trust it. And I mm-hmm. this is a business. Dude, this is why I don't buy jerseys anymore. Because I don't know when they're going to go. <laughs> I don't know when they're going to leave. I got a Lowry jersey. Well, that's different. It's beautiful. It's I different. It. I have wear one. that anywhere. But I'm not. I'm not buying. With maybe the exception of Barnes, I wouldn't buy anybody currently on the team. Yeah. Because you just uh, never know. You never know. You never, you know. never know. I and, think. I think it, it lives to the old adage of you have to give to get. Yes. Right. And if you're going to get, arguably a top three player in the NBA right now, arguably a top ten player in the NBA all time, Kevin Durant, then. You need it, and arguably, I say that arguably because no, I, I, I can you. hear I can hear it one way or the other. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you have to give to get. We can't just have Kevin Durant. Oh well, uh, I'll just play for Toronto, and uh, and Brooklyn says, yeah, okay, we'll take uh, Gary Trent Jr. two first round picks and call it a day. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's not the way it works, everybody. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn needs something back. This isn't Vince Carter to Brooklyn to New Jersey Nets type of moves where we get absolutely nothing in return. That's not the way it works. We just have bad management. And now we have Masai Ujiri. At the end of the day, whatever Masai and co. decide to do, I'm on board with. Yeah. Even if that means they they trade Scotty Barnes, will I be hurt, hurt and upset by it? Probably. But I'm not going to sit there and say, well, that's a bad trade, because I think that time and time again, they've proven, like you said, even just by drafting Barnes over Suggs, they know what the fuck they're doing. 
This organization knows its players better than anybody else. Its players, other players, you know, prospects, current NBA players, um, they have systematically one of the greatest organizations in the NBA today. And I don't even think that can be disputed. Yeah. If they decide this is the value we would like to trade for Kevin Durant and they pull a trigger, who am I to judge and argue? We're just two people as sit here chatting about the Raptors. If they decide, you know what, the price tag's too much for Kevin Durant and we're not going to make that deal, then I'm not going to sit there and say, well, we should have traded for Kevin Durant because they know something that we don't. And I have doubted them in the past. I've looked like a fool in the past and I've learned from the past. And I and you know, unless something is incredibly absurd to the point where I'm like, that makes literally zero sense, then I have no reason to uh, doubt the workings of that front office ever again. Yeah. This is a player this is the reason why people make so many comparisons to Kawhi, it's because it's at that level. So long as you don't have to give up a lot of talent. Right. And I think that's where we're at. I think why I trust this so much is before this was even on the radar, we were all fine with heading into the 2022 23 season. We were all fine with developing and seeing how far they can go, how much they can improve. We were fine with it. And I was excited. I still am. Fuck, man. Last year, last season, and we've talked about this in the DMs. Probably one of the most fun seasons I've ever had watching this team. Arguably, yeah. Yeah, man, no pressure. Didn't even think they'd make playoffs, and they I did. did. You know, I did. And you did. You'd say they'd be a top four seed. Just I, I did. I Just got, missed it. I got clown for that one. Hey, you know what? I said I said the Knicks weren't going to make the playoffs, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> but no, look, when it comes to this team, I was cool with them. Just Let's go, status quo. Let's see how they do. You know, and obviously, I think the fan base was also satisfied with what they saw. You know, I'm just glad they weren't swept in the playoffs. They pushed it to six. Cool with me. You know, we should have won that fucking series that bothers me. It to does. This yeah. And if you haven't Kevin Durant, guess what? You do. <laughs> yeah. But that's you, for sure. You, you see this team in your, you see promise in their development. And what they can be, especially with the Fred Van Vliet leading it. Because let's face it, he's the leader of the team. But then all of a sudden, Kevin Durant gets thrown into the equation and the grass is greener when we don't even see it yet. We don't even know what's involved. So I think people, on the one hand, are getting greedy. But on the other hand, they should be satisfied if it doesn't happen. What I'm trying to say is, if Phoenix, who is the only real player besides the Raptors in this game for Kevin Durant. If they end up landing him, we should be fine with moving forward. First of all, that just helps the Raptors in their pursuing the the top of the Eastern Conference, at least a top four seed, because Brooklyn's out of the way. Brooklyn's not even involved. Then your only real competition, well, maybe a top five, your only real competition in that regard is Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're a top five team. Cool. Get better. 
I want to be top one. You can be top one. <laughs> you know, so I guess what I'm saying is you got you're right. You got to give the get. And we've been talking about this for almost an hour. What's your what's your final offer? What's your final offer to Brooklyn saying, this is it. Find a better deal. That's that's tough because I think that a lot of this shit depends on Phoenix and Indiana, which I know will be our next point here. But if they are out, if Aiton is gone to Indiana, whatever, something happens where... That asset's no longer available for trade. Choose chaos, Indy. Choose it. Do Choose it. Choose chaos. <laughs> do it. You just—I know you want to do it. Pull the trigger. Get it done. Choose chaos. Help, help a brother out. Um, if that is eliminated, there's really only one option. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. And and I'm and I'm not saying they would be a leader in it, but maybe I could hear an argument for Philly. Maybe. Ah, uh, they. I mean, they haven't signed Harden yet. Maybe. It's gonna happen, but. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like, Spice Harris, Maxi, something else, picks, Thibel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I could I could see I could see a a world where, that maybe comes into play. I. I don't think then that the Raptors should be outbidding themselves. Yeah. But if if Phoenix stays hard in this conversation, then you know I, we're hearing that they're reluctant to move Bridges. They are reluctant to move Mikhail Bridges, which is like us saying we're reluctant to move OG and Anobi. To me, I think they're very similar players. Um. If they're reluctant to move Mikhail Bridges, look, you don't need to have Scotty or Pascal in your trade. You don't need either of them involved. I think to me, it would be OG Gary Trent because you have to make money's match. Three first round picks, take it or leave it. I wouldn't do any more. Because I because I think this market is really softened and it's not what Brooklyn anticipated. And I think they're gonna have a tough time with all these rookie signing rookie extensions to find a trade partner and Toronto's the only logical the only logical solution here for Brooklyn so why bid on yourself um again if if they come back and they well we want four first round picks instead of three then it's okay well I consider it but I think I think anything more drastic than that as a benchmark becomes you know what We'll talk to you at the trade deadline because you're going to hold on to a diminishing asset that's pissed off. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of where I would be comfortable with. Um, again, I, I do think that's still a bit of a nut. You will never, ever get full value for Kevin Durant. Like, ever. I, I, I want to make this clear because it's very, very difficult to trade star players for their value. Like, superstar generational talents for their value. It's just, it's, it's near impossible. Um, if you were to trade, you know, Luka Doncic today, it's be incredibly difficult to get a value back. Where you're looking like, that's a Luka Doncic equivalent. I trade Scotty Barnes for Luka. I would too. I actually would. I actually would. <laughs> I definitely would. 
I would. I would trade Scotty for Luca. He's one of maybe two people. Him and Ja. Yeah. That's He's it. one of maybe two or three people in this league. It would... I wouldn't trade Scotty for LeBron. No. There you go. I would trade him for Giannis. No, I wouldn't. I would. Mm, I understand, but I wouldn't. It's okay. If Kevin Durant doesn't get traded here, Giannis will sign as a free agent. Yeah. Why hasn't that happened yet? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. So I take on the two train years before. off. Yeah, I was still on the train before, I, and uh, I don't know. I'm back on it again. Um, but look, it's it's so difficult. It's so so difficult to walk away from a trade as an organization when you're trading a generational talent. Where you look and you go, this is equivalent value, mm. or something that you want. It's just really difficult to execute. So, um, again, I'm. I would be willing to still negotiate at, at that point. I just think that that's a pretty set benchmark. I don't know about you, but. So you're right. There, a lot lies on lays in the hand of the Pacers. Pacers choose chaos. I think they will. They have the, they have the cap space. I think the Raptors and the Pacers are the only teams that really have the cap space to pursue an Aiton. I am not turned on by the idea of signing or getting Aiton at all. At all. No. Um, not for a max. Like, if it's a sign-in trade and you get him at a max, and I know in a couple of years a max isn't going to be... I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm not in love with it. My final offer, if I had to, Pregnant pause. I'd include Yeah, I'd say I I know you're gonna I know what you're gonna say. Say it. If it push came to shove, if they said we want Siakam, I'd probably do it. But you're not getting OG. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you need I, I think you need one of those two guys on your team. Pick one of Fred, Siakam, and OG. Pick one. Yeah. And Gary Trent. Trent picks and some if we have to throw a flint in there yeah, yeah to make salaries match or whatever how many sure. picks four four first or like three four in a first, pick swap or something for four first two first the right to swap the second two the last two rather so two so two first straight up. two pick swaps yep two pick swaps mm-hmm. and if they were like no we want one pick swap i'd probably say okay fine you know, because so, the Raptors, so go three first round picks and then and then probably my breaking point at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the Raptors are. We just talked about how good they are at evaluating talent and drafting. I'm not worried that they're going to find diamonds in the rough in the second round or undrafted. We've done it before. Yeah, well, look at Coloco. I th- I think that uh, I think Coloco is going to be an interesting player, which we'll talk about in a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. Feels you know, need for the team. But Siakam was picked late. Was given like a D grade. In terms of the pick, turns into an all-star, superstar, yeah. arguably. Fred Van Vliet, undrafted. Look at him now. Bet on himself. So I'd say pick one of Pascal, OG, Fred. Because you can mitigate one of them. Toss in Trent, because Trent's going to opt out after this season anyway. Right? Is it the 2023-24 he's can opt out? I, bu- I believe so. I'll do a quick check while sure. you chat. Um. And filler, if you have to, three first, one swap. Yeah, I'd do it. 
because you have an opportunity there to continue to make moves. You still have enough in the chamber to make rooms in at the trade deadline if you have to. There's, right. there's not much, but you can make it work. And when you have Kevin Durant here for four years, people are going to want to come. Yeah, without a doubt. It's, it's, a, it's a LeBron effect type yep. of thing. Yeah, people are going to want to come. So, yeah, I think I would. But I'm not. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. has a player, player option going into next season at 18.5 okay. million, and he's going to opt. He would. He he would be wise to opt out. Yeah. So that that's where I stand. And look, I get it. You mentioned it. Gobert set a ridiculous market of five. Stupid. You know, you're not going to get it. This is what I think is happening. I think Messiah is literally saying four first or three in the swap. Yeah. OG Gary Trent. Take it or leave it. And Sean Mar- but I don't want it. <laughs> I want something better. I yeah. want to make history. And Messiah's probably like, I don't care, dude. Kick rocks. This is it. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Find a better offer. Find a better offer. And that's where this mind fuck I'm having with you is I can't see it. That's what I mean. Why trade why trade Scotty Barnes if if you're literally competing against yourself? You don't need to. No, you don't. You don't need to. And I saw this on Twitter, just to clarify. I think this is the case. I could be wrong, so someone please clarify if I am wrong. If there is a sign-and-trade with Phoenix and Indiana and Phoenix ends up getting Miles Turner, I don't think they can trade him. No. For 60 days, I think it is? For six, it's, it's, I believe it's a 60-day period. If you've traded for somebody... Um, one one like for a, one, you can. Yeah, yes. But not in but, a group. That's right. Yeah. 60, 60 day, like like a resting period type of thing. So that just, who, yeah, who are they going to include? They can't. They can't. That's why, like, in Indy, Indiana is the team to be looking out for. If, if they decide to create chaos, like you said, this offseason is going to completely turn on its head. Oh, it's going to be great. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be great. It's it I love is it. great. It is great right now. Look, the Raptors went from plus thirty five hundred odds to trade for Kevin Durant to plus what I think it's two fifty three fifty now. Is it it's plus two fifty. Yeah, I think it's plus three fifty now. But unheard of. Literally a unbelievable turnaround. It's it's the Messiah effect. Like <laughs> Sean Marks has an unfortunate task in front of him of dealing with Masai Ujiri and basically Masai Ujiri alone. That's not something I would, I would want to do not. or sign up for. Uh, one of one of the best organizations, front offices in the league. It's gonna be hard to. It's gonna be hard to finesse a team like that. They're no Minnesota Timberwolves. No, no, and look, yeah, you don't want to go toe to toe with Masai. No. You know, and that's why I think again, going back to Masai being intelligent, non-reactionary, steadfast. I think that's what he, I think this has been the offer. I think that's it. and Marks is fucking frustrated. Yep. I think it's this is the offer, and Marks knows right now it's the best offer he has. Yes. And I think that's why Toronto's odds have skyrocketed because Vegas knows. 
Vegas has the finger follow, on the pulse. Follow the fucking money, man. Like, that's that's always the way it is. Like, smart money, Vegas, like, follow those trends. They know the shit. They know. They know. And I, I think that's what's happening. And I think Marx is scrambling to find a better offer. No team can do it. He's probably sweating up until July 9th to see what Aiton's going to do. And I just hope he and the Pacers choose chaos. I love that. I just and I just don't, I don't want any of this three team trade either. I, I hate that. <laughs> don't give me any of that. If if the Raptors are just walking away with Aiton, I swear to God they better not be giving up more than a pick. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't even know if they would like look at all of the sign and trades that have come down recently in the league. I just don't really see anything more than that. Yeah. happening right like it, it's i think that if you even look at the raptor sign trade for lowry to miami getting precious is one of the biggest asset acquisitions we've seen in sign and trades in recent memory mm-hmm. right it's that's that's one where you know you look at others around the league even like lonzo ball was like a second round pick like Shit like that, it, it, you get you know for an aging Kyle Lowry, you're getting precious. That's even even if he doesn't pan out, right? What a what a trade acquisition that was. What a sign in trade in in a, in a in a position of no power, you were able to get precious. Yeah, and then Drogic, which I I refuse to acknowledge his existence. I don't know who that is. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah. Some dragon dude, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think I just don't think that that you trade any more than like a pick for Eden. That's just not what the market has dictated over the years. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, if I have to, just to get something, you don't even need something. That's the thing. I don't necessarily think they need to do anything, and they could still compete. Yeah, I wouldn't give up assets for Eden. To be no, honest. fuck no, no, no. Um, all right. Do you have anything more you want to comment on when it comes to KD? No, it's just going to be nice to see him uh, at opening day in a Raptors uniform. I was going to say, so yes or no, is he going to be a Raptor? Honestly, yes or no, in your opinion? Fuck, I don't know. Um, I'm an optimist. Follow the money. I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. Look, I don't think that Brooklyn... It's 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 more in terms of this. I think it's more Brooklyn can't afford to bring KD into training camp in the regular season because KD will literally say I'm not playing for you. Yeah. yeah. And you and that that storyline will follow you. What do you want? You're you're literally having you traded for Ben Simmons and you brought all of his demons with you because now someone's going to sit there and be like, "Well, I'm not playing for you." You're you you've gotten rid you've gotten rid of Kyrie at this point, assuming he probably goes to the Lakers or whatever. Um, a shaken up Ben Simmons, rusty old ass Ben Simmons, and a really pissed off Kevin Durant. Like that's that's a bad. I know they say all PR is good PR. That's really bad PR. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I I just don't think as an organization you can afford to do that. I think Steve Nash would actually quit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, he still might. <laughs> still might. Uh, he's off doing TikTok dances with his daughter or something right now. So good for him. Um, yeah. Look, at this point, I would say yes. I think he gets traded. I think he goes to Toronto. Okay. 
I think so too. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to, I think people are going to be upset when OG and OB plays for the Nets for a little bit until we're in the playoffs. Then distant memory. Yeah. Look, if it's, if OG is a main piece in a deal to get Kevin Durant, like I'm, I'm fine with that. I, yeah. I love OG. Like I'm this, this again. I want to be clear. This isn't me saying that I don't like OG and Obi, and I don't like Gary Trent Jr. I think they're both very valuable players on this team. But it's Kevin Durant, yeah, dude. It's Kevin Durant. Like there's, it, I if anything, tell OG and Gary Trent you guys are valuable enough to be traded for one of the best players to ever play the game. There, there you was, go. Walk away with it from with that, and thank you for your service, and and off you go. Yeah, there were rumors that OG was disgruntled and wanted more opportunities mm-hmm. with the Raptors. I don't necessarily, as things stand right now, I don't know that they're there. OG Ben Simmons duo, baby. <laughs> yeah, I do think the Raptors are gonna end up getting him, and and if they don't, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's just keep going. Um, yeah. I want to close this off. I frequent the Raptors subreddit. I want to close this off with a, uh, a a post someone else made when it came to the rumors that the Pacers are going to um, extend an offer sheet to uh, Aiton. Okay. This Let comes, me sip my beer while you read this. This comes from Nanobot001. It's beautiful. Ready? In my own headcanon, I believe that Masai and Bobby have secretly taken it upon themselves to correct a historical wrongdoing after this franchise by the Nets, the trade that sent Vince Carter to the Nets, where we received draft picks, which never amounted to anything, two role players, and Alonzo Mourning, who decided he never wanted to play with us. They have bided their time and want the Nets to know that the North remembers. I agree. My man. They're going to stick it to him, <laughs> and I hope they do. All right. This has been refreshing. It's like fucking riding a bike. I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've fallen a couple times, but you yeah. helped me back up. No, I didn't do anything. You carried the show. <laughs> I um, just, I thought, I thought we were starting a fantasy football podcast. You finessed <laughs> me into a basketball one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to win the league. It doesn't no matter. shot. No uh, chance. We'll Buddy, you trade you mortgage your entire future last year. I didn't, my entire a year, a year. <laughs> Whatever you lost a year. I don't care about draft picks. That's future me problems. Ah, uh, that's what Masai Ujiri would say. Hey, you know what we should do? Um, we should during the season just to change it up. We should have a segment, just maybe five minutes at the end, just talking the shit about fantasy football or like you know our favorite starts of the week or some shit i was, th- I was thinking about that yeah. if there's an appetite out there let us know yeah um who doesn't play i think i think regardless I'm, we're still gonna do it <laughs> i mean just let us know if you're down but i i think we'll still want to do it um we uh I, I i'd end up starting a keeper league last year uh it had adam included uh, some of you may remember rich from before uh rich is included in it some of uh Friends from all of us and friend groups gathered together playing in this keeper league. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so we've been we were doing that last year, um, and we get some good banter back and forth in our group. And I know Adam's got me in one of his leagues, and we're in multiple leagues. So yeah. I love fantasy football. Fantasy football podcasts right now have been on for me, like like a like it's religion, like a daily oh. routine. Um, 
I've been listening for the last two weeks. I've got sleepers in my head. I got ADPs like memorized. Um, okay. It's crazy, but everything changes once, you know, you know, Baker Mayfield gets traded. No, DJ Moore. May he be a top 12 receiver? Why probably receiver not one? because Adam loves him. So he's probably not <laughs> going to be good. Uh, all right. Yeah, then we should definitely pursue this. But look, speaking of that, um, all your favorite segments throughout the season will return. We'll do the two sweet moment of the week. I remember that. Um, maybe oh, something you do. Con- Double, man. <laughs> maybe if something uh, controversial comes up, woke or jokes will come back. We'll we'll bring back all your favorite segments. Um, maybe if we have the opportunity, we'll we'll have a guest here or there. But you can mainly suspect that Connor and I are going to run with this. Um, so look, I appreciate everybody being patient with me. I appreciate if you guys have unsubscribed, please resubscribe. If you want to, um, I'd appreciate it. We're on all your favorite podcatchers, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcast feed from, we are there. I am looking into doing live video feeds. If we're able to, I would like to utilize that on the interwebs where you guys like to interact with us. Feel free to to shoot us messages, shoot me an email, whatever you got to do. Um, I would love to interact with you guys again and talk Raptors. I missed it. I think, good. I think that we tried doing that before, right? Like I, I remember that we were trying to do like a live live show and having people watch and, and ask questions and interact with us. Um, I know you've done something similar with other podcasts in the past, um, but I, I, I think I think that there's an appetite to have an audience asking questions especially if there's news breaking i think that it becomes maybe a little bit easier we could do like a twitter spaces type of thing if there's instant news we kind of rip a little twitter spaces quickly maybe get some feedback and then break it down on a podcast might be a way to it might be a thing to do and explore potentially in the future but little twitter spaces may not be a bad idea as well just to get some feedback so if you guys are interested maybe in doing interacting with us on twitter spaces let us know we're uh we're trying to become intergreen intertwined and ingrained with the community once again so that uh, intergreened so yeah. there you go intergreened intergreened it's, it's the new one it's the it's the blend it's the combo it's girl dag it's girl dag all it's over girl again dag. there we go starting in all right uh he is at connor chambers and at to underscore sports views i am at adam corsair and at south of the six and we are out of time please subscribe to the show let us know what you think and until next time deuces Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.